Hello, and welcome to Gwalancha Gathers, episode number four. We made four of these guys, can you believe it? Um, the podcast where me and my friends here, we talk about anything that interests us, as well as our long-running campaign of Dungeons & Dragons, which has been going on for almost two years now, give or take a lot of hiatuses. Depending on where you know me from, I am Chris or Alvzy. I'm Nick. I'm Cubby. I'm Braden. I'm Adam. And this is out of order. This is totally out of order, that's fine. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. There was an awkward silence, and I decided to jump for it. Well, well, I thought, for some reason, I thought Adam was going to go after Nick. No. It's last name alphabetical. <laughs> that's the order? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yes, that's the order. I've that's why Chris and I are first. Bridges. Right. I didn't think we'd order it last name alphabetical. That's how most things are. What is this, government? Well, it means that, like, when Nick and I are on, and if, like, say, Dylan were ever on, then we know how it's not like a, oh, well, who goes in what order? We don't just tag them on at the end or randomly alphabetically by first name. It's a given order every time, and then you just add siblings in. Speaking of adding and subtracting siblings, this is the last... Possibly last episode that we're going to have Nick on for a little bit. So that's kind of sad. Yeah. But also probably good for everybody's ears, <laughs> considering the uh, <laughs> last episode. <laughs> hey, that wasn't my fault. I was provoked. Yes. I was provoked. <laughs> Notice how the rest of us can keep calm, yet you started yelling. Yeah, I was provoked. Oh, God, stop. You're provoking him. Yeah, let's not get into this again. <laughs> so how has your guys' weeks been? Because we haven't really... What have you just posted there? I'm sorry. I was about to ask how your weeks have been, but I'm now seeing... It's a lamp in the uh, our Discord chat. It's a lamp. Post. A lamp. I know it today. From this angle... It looks like a dildo. Yes. It definitely is uh, phallic. That's for sure. It's a cinder. It's a cyndrical object. It's made out of wood. Of course, it's got to look like a penis. Mm-hmm. Have to, but you made it so. No, I didn't. That's just what lamps look like. That's literally what he's been doing all day: is crafting Pinocchio's penis. <laughs> <laughs> just I saying, Pinocchio's were... pretty well hung if that's his penis. It's like two feet I... long. I wish I were a real boy with real puberty. Instead, I had to have someone turn my penis on a wood lathe. Uh, so, yeah, how have you guys been? What? Pretty alright. Pretty alright? I've been doing pretty good, but there is something I do want to talk about eventually regarding last week's Adam check-in. Okay. Oh my god. Well, let's let's hop in right away. Let's do it. Yeah. So, last week I was pretty excited to go to the fair with some friends, you know, hop on some rides. I was pretty excited about going all those. Right. And since it's been a year break, or like two years since I've last been there, I found out that my motion sickness has gone up tenfold. And the second ride in, I puked. Oh, So I bought like this whole ride bracelet that gives you a free pass for, or gives you a pass for all the rides for a day, and I went on four of them. Oh man! Oh. 
Oh, that's pretty bad. That's rough, buddy. Yeah. But I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, man. That was the most interesting thing happened there. That's fair. That is a fair. Now you just found it funny. I bet you didn't at the time. That's pretty much it for me. I've had a pretty good week. Okay. I've actually I've actually had a pretty pretty good day. I've had I had some developments in my job searchy stuff. Um that means Ooh, I yeah. yeah. I'm actually might be getting a promotion at my work, which would mean that I don't have to go anywhere different. I can just keep working there doing slightly nice. different stuff for way more money and with actual hours. So that would be neat. Um, and I played Binding of Isaac again today for like the first time in a month, and I had a really good run. So I'm I'm happy, I'm doing pretty good. I just imagine the the, the Thor meme from like Endgame where he's like, "I'm still worthy." Yeah. I mean, I I kind of cheated. I played as the character that gets stronger the more you get hit. So my uh, uh rustiness paid off. Uh, yeah, pretty strong. Okay. Well, no, because then you got to dodge everything once you get down to a certain health pool. Yeah. If you're too bad, then it's still bad because you just die immediately anyway. Right. But for right. those few seconds before you die, you're doing pretty good. Well, that's why you don't just like, yeah, there's a strategy to it other than, oh, I took extra damage. Guess I'll just deal with it. There's more to it than that. But anyways. Right. How have you been doing today, Graydon? You've uh, you've been up to a lot. I've been up to a lot of the same thing. Mm -hmm. I made the terrible mistake yesterday of buying RimWorld, a fantastic, fantastic time sink that is consuming my life. Um, I went to bed at three o'clock this morning because I was playing RimWorld. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> it is the biggest time sink imaginable. But the thing about it is, because I think, us, I don't think anybody else has played RimWorld in this chat. Has anybody? Not me. No. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's very good at eating all of your time, but it's not. It's there's some yeah. games that when they do that, it feels like it's just kind of a waste of your time. Uh, <laughs> oh, RimWorld feels so good. Yeah, it does. There are a few games that can eat that many hours of my life, and I'm okay with it. Civ does that to me, but I'm bad at Civ, so I get to the end, and I'm just like, what did I just do with my day? Yeah. I was just like, I just did a lot of losing, is all I accomplished. Mm. But with RimWorld, it's like, then again, I'm playing on, like, easy, but yeah. it's also, like, my first ever run. Yeah. Um... But I think it's going pretty well. I got a herd of a free-range muffalo. I have a, a psychopath who is the bonding glue of my team. Solid. He uh, literally does all the work. Yeah. Pretty great. <laughs> Rimworld is very good at having you having one person who's very competent and does basically yeah. everything, and then the rest of your people, you're like, why the well, fuck can't you be like them? Yeah. I have, I have two people like that, and every now and then... doesn't have a leg. Yeah, it slips my mind that one of them's missing a leg. Thanks for ruining the surprise. No, yeah, um, they're like my, my agriculturalists. They have like a pen and plants. 
Um, but yeah, I always forget that they're missing an entire leg. Yeah, they have half move speed of anyone else, but they're like three times as useful. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. I'm researching prosthetics right now, so they're about to achieve godhood. <laughs> yeah, I think I have one colony in Rimworld that is. Let's see, my main colony, which I started weeks ago, because I, the problem with Rimworld is yep. I bought it. And then three days later, I had already sunk 20 hours into it during the work week. During the middle of the work week, I yep. bought RimWorlds. So in between work... That's a mistake. Basically, when I wasn't at work, I was playing RimWorlds or getting like a very small yep. amount of sleep. So <laughs> I had to kind of cut myself off. Um, no. but I Yeah, who needs sleep? Um, I think with RimWorld, one of my favorite experiences was... Uh, I had I got to this point where the game was just throwing wave after wave of like bandits and plunders and looters after me. Yeah. Uh, to where I only had this very small prison. Um this prison cell that was basically just the old house converted into a uh, a terrible cell for people to stay in. We had one nice. one surviving prisoner that accidentally was simultaneously freezing to death. And getting beaten to death by the looters during a bad attack. <laughs> so it was just like <laughs> one person we tried to bring into the fold and everything came at them specifically. Fuck that guy in particular kind of deal. Um, so I bought RimWorld yesterday mm -hmm. in the afternoon area. Right. I have 20 hours of playtime. <laughs> Damn. The exception of Egan's shitting, he's been playing Wormworld. Uh, today I've eaten nothing but two hot dogs and a can of Pepsi. And that was at noon. Damn. I think I made a mistake. <laughs> what, literally what you have to do is just accept the fact that no matter how much... When you launch the game, you are either not going to actually play it or you're going to sink you're going to sink the rest of your day into it. Yeah. So you just need to learn yeah. to balance it and be like, "Okay, if I launch this game, it's all I'm going to be doing for the next few hours." So just day is gone. <laughs> everything else that you're all of your plans for the rest of the day are forfeit. Uh once you launch right. Rimworld. I was dreading kicking up the podcast because I was like, that means I have to stop playing RimWorld. <laughs> I was like, I gotta turn off my cool game. Such sadness. You don't have to. I'm still playing Skyrim. God damn it. I mean, that's fair. I could try and do my Binding of Isaac run that I'm doing right now while recording the podcast. The only problem is, uh, one, I'm recording it already. So... Right. That would be a bit of a weird situation. And two, I would definitely <laughs> die, and I don't feel like dying. Right. Well, the thing is, challenges. I gotta pay attention in RimWorld because I just came out of a famine. Um, oh yeah. Which literally started as soon as winter ended. I had just enough food to get through winter, and nowhere else. Yeah. Um. But now I'm growing like corn and rice, and um, I'm. I've got food stockpiled now, but my cook is about to have a mental breakdown. And by a mental breakdown, I mean their ninth mental breakdown. Yeah, that's today. Right. 
they have a drug addiction and I haven't been making drugs for them. Ooh. Uh, yeah, drug addiction is drug addiction is honestly a death sentence until you're like way later in the game. Um, because it's it's it just super such a... doesn't help. Yeah. It super doesn't help that they also have the too smart trait, which means mm. they just get anyways. So they have the passive stress of not being able to do drugs and also being a genius. Yeah. And they're eating my food. Mm -hmm. Exclusively. Yeah. And they have my only hunting rifle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what they do sometimes. So if they go on a psychotic break and decide that everyone should de should die, I can't stop them. They have a shooting skill of 12. Ah, that that is a problem. I'm just, I'm playing with fire, but I've got hop growing. Hopefully beer will work. Have you, but man, they are not doing good. Have you learned all the, uh -huh. have you learned all the tricks and the, uh, little strategies to, uh, surviving? And which ones? Eking out every little bit of, uh, resource that you can. So like during oh, yeah. winter, during winter, you don't have to have your, uh, your freezers running and stuff like that. Freezer on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Which is funny, because I didn't think about that until, like, winter started. Because I was like, I need to make a freezer before winter comes so I can stockpile food, right? Well, my brain didn't think about the fact that it's going to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Winter will, will keep the food frozen. Am I the only one that used to, like, the power went out one at a time? It's going in the snowbank. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you yeah. think of that? Well, because... It's a video game. real life where I'm like... Yeah, I, I was disconnected, but it I shouldn't have been. It just goes to show how I, good I realize it. Right. I also made a sort of greenhouse thing, mm -hmm. but I made the mistake of putting corn in there. Yeah. Because the corn wasn't ready to harvest until about halfway through the next season. And by then everyone was starving to death. You want to know a trick about crops? What was that? So, in your first season, you grow potatoes, because that's, like, emergency food, and then you grow nothing but rice. Afterwards, you I do grew, nothing but rice. I've only grown rice and corn, and now hops, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, but corn makes so much more food. I didn't think of the time frame yeah. of how long my rice is going to last. Also, my, my psycho cook went on a, a psychotic break right as winter started. Mm -hmm. Um, decided to go on a food binge. Yep, that's always good. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Appreciated that. Yeah, it's literally yeah. day two of winter. Like, I'm going to eat all of the food. Fun. I almost executed them. Yeah, that's RimWorld. It's a pretty good game. It's very good. Yeah. I got a question for you guys. Yeah. How the hell were wizards invented? Huh? How Which were, wizards? Like D&D wizards? Like wizards as a concept. As a concept? I don't know. Because, like, I'm not talking about... I guess would be a herbal... Like when they were actual wizards. <laughs> but they weren't actual wizards. That's what they want. That's what they like to tell you. I mean, that's... That... catching on. Conspiracy. <laughs> that's, that's a possibility of, like... Because probably what it would be is, like, Tra crazy travelers or con men that are just using fancy tricks and claiming it's magic. Right. But like, I don't know, because wizards, 
There's such a stereotypical wizard that if you have anybody... Yeah, like... Yeah. You just... If you ask a three-year-old to draw a wizard, they'll probably look at you weird. Um, but if you ask, like, a five-year-old to draw a wizard, they're gonna draw, like, Gandalf. Yeah, they're gonna draw an old man who isn't even a wizard yeah. by, like, normal <laughs> definition. They're gonna draw, like, yeah, the staff, the old man, he's got a hat, the pointy hat. It's always the same. Yeah. And where did that, like... I think it's... I want to say, like, medicine men who mm. actually, like, read books when books were, like... And it was a lot like the thing of, like, oh, my God, it's magic and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it's just literacy. <laughs> it just so happens that these literate men dressed like pointy hat freaks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's, it's weird because I like I can't think of a reason like like warlocks is obvious because it's just the idea of the devil's deal, but with whatever you want to sub it in with. Right, and it's it's not even the magic part that I um that mystifies me because you can sum up you can call anything that you, you can't explain magic if you really want to. Right. But it's it's the like the wizard that is one of those things that for some reason today i was just thinking like how did that who had the idea of the first wizard right <laughs> you suppose like king dave the seventh or whatever of england was like oh yes i have my yeah, king dave. <laughs> yeah yeah um you suppose he just went into the countryside found some dude with a beard and a pointy hat and <laughs> that person gave him, like, tea or something while it was very, uh, dry and cold out. And thus he called the man a wizard. Yeah, probably. Wrote about him in his king book. Why would he call like, him a wizard if he didn't know what a wizard was? Some yeah, like that's the thing. Experian writer probably popularized it, but didn't get his name on it because he's a loser. I bet wizard like, is one of those things where, like, it was a dude's name. Like Wizarda. Right, or... like Arthur J. Wizard. Yeah. Arthur J. Wizard. Yeah. Arthur J. Wizard. <laughs> the first wizard. That actually family yeah. name. I was gonna make one of my ranty videos, like the um the Kit Kat video. Um to tr to try and explain this, but I figured it would be a good talking point do for a the deep podcast. Dive on it. I'll I'll do a deep dive. Let's see. Um Origin of the word wizard. About it. Origin of the wizard. What is a wizard? Wizards. Um, Macmillan Dictionary blog. Sure, you'll do. That sounds like a very credible source. Definitely be able to cite that as one of my sources. Right. Yeah. Citing sources was always the most like contrived thing. Showing your work stuff. on a math problem. Oh, I hated that. The only thing I was ever good at was math, but I could never pass a math class because they always dock points for that. I can do it in my head. The voices in there help me. They didn't like that excuse. Well, no, because they always pulled the like, oh, you got to show your work. So if you get it wrong, we can like figure out where you got it wrong. And I was like, but I don't get it wrong. <laughs> they didn't like that answer. <laughs> There's confidence, and then there's just straight-up cockiness. No, there's correctness. You proved my point. If I'm right, yeah. I'm right. Hello. 
Huh? What neck? Nothing. I was just agreeing with Cubby. Nah. I like what that uh, one of the physics teachers did at the high school. They pretty much made it all or nothing, but if you showed work, you could get somewhere in the middle if you got it wrong. Right. You didn't need to show your work, but it no, That sounds awesome. No, every teacher I had was just like, do it. Or you fail. And I'm like, why? Huh. So I, I have some information on the word wizard. So it, uh, it comes from... Nice. Wizard comes from Middle English word wis, meaning wise. But it's spelled W-Y-S. Oh. Um, and then as a word used right. to describe a man with magical powers started around 1550. But does that just mean wizard? Like the only word you can think of as, except from zebra and zoo to have a Z in it? Just has a Z in it because it's part of the fascination of people wanting to add Zs to everything. Because I swear that's a real yes. thing. Yep. <laughs> I do it all I the time. I also want to point out, by that definition, mm -hmm. the root <laughs> word of wizard is wise. But right. in D&D, &D, wizards don't use wisdom. Right. They yeah, use intelligence. And the erd is just... I don't know what the erd stands for. That's just wise erd. I, I, I thought it would be like man or something like that like a description of a person yeah maybe but it it doesn't say anything about it it just says whiz maybe like maybe like um whiz. so you know like dullards yeah 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 kind of funny that those are the only two words that we can think of with erd eyes and dullards yeah. i mean they're they're basically antonyms by definition right they were created for each other to be the antithesis of each other. Right. That makes sense. Kind of. Right. Yeah, I, I just started thinking about wizards today and why wizards exist. Because it's a very, like, why singular as Wizard. I honestly thought you meant Wizards of the Coast, and I was going to say the answer is corporate greed. <laughs> I mean, that's also a good... That's also a good question. Money... Yeah, but yeah. the real the real part of the question is, why are they wizards of the coast? Is it because they were founded on the, the west coast? coast of America? Yeah, but they could just call they themselves were made in like California or on the beach. They could be the wizards. No, of just Oregon. like in California, the wizards of California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they were like, oh man, we're on the coast. The wizards of West Virginia. That should be a thing. I think you've just created the next hit NBC uh, series. Um, what? I just want to... I, <laughs> Wizards of West Virginia. I want to say something. It's got to be cut from the podcast. Why? <laughs> Do it. So the Wizards of West Virginia is just... The... <laughs> oh, yep. God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. That's just... The Wizards of West Virginia have been cancelled. They have been cancelled. Their show yeah. has been cancelled. Yeah. They're not allowed to be on TV anymore. They're not wanted here. White pointy hat. Before no. it even started, it was cancelled. Dude, that's a whole new definition of white mage. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that if you need to, I understand. Probably just to be safe. I'll probably, I'll probably bleep it, which brings us to a lovely segment What's the bleep sound for this episode of Gwilincha Gathers? What sound effect are we using? And look among us! 
<laughs> I don't think that can be the censor. I'm still fascinated with the idea of using expletives as censors for expletives. We could. Because <laughs> the, the whole thing is that it's not the it's not the expletive that we want to censor. It's the insensitive material. Right. I'll figure out something, I guess. I don't know. Um, huh? I'll figure out something for it. I don't know what, but All I'll right, find some. I, some I got nothing. I got a good one in my head. Uh, we didn't do. We didn't really use pancakes last time, did we? Yeah, we, we did. didn't. We didn't. No, oh, we did. We ended up using Keanu Reeves saying "quack" for that episode, ah. and we didn't have a censor oh. last episode because I just cut out the terrible stuff. Nice. Yeah. But this episode, someone mentioned the among us. So, uh, gotta break out that censor. Listen, it happens. Warning, your hard drive is damaged. Please defrag it immediately. That's how we actually <laughs> get the podcast cancelled. Yeah. Thought we could very easily get it cancelled. Oh, yeah. We just let him rain free for a while. Right. We're releasing Skyrim again at some point. That's not a surprise to anybody. Yeah. But... You know what they need to release again? What? Take a guess. Arena. New Vegas. I mean, that's the easy answer. But honestly, they shouldn't re-release New Vegas because they'd mess it up. They what need a new thinking? XCOM. They need a new XCOM. That's what they need. I mean, Chimera Squad wasn't long ago. Yeah, but that's not an XCOM. That doesn't scratch my XCOM itch. They need a new Mass Effect. I'm just going through my games library and being like, what would I like to play another of? Portal. Yeah. Good. Portal's okay. The thing is, I, I know not to say Portal and Half-Life, and Left 4 Dead, because yeah. it'll never happen. That's wishful thinking. Yeah. Whereas you know that uh, Todd Howard... I'm just called Todd Howard Tom Holland there, which is a whole weird <laughs> idea. And probably now that I've said it, that's probably going to be the thumbnail for this podcast episode, so that's interesting. All together. Just <laughs> make them one. Yeah. I mean, I'll... Oh my goodness. What happened, Guys, Cubby? I found Bilbro's friend. I said I found Bilbro's friend the other day. You did? Yep. Gandalf. Oh my god. Uh, a swole Gandalf. I figured that's what it was going to be. I'm still disappointed. Why? You know, when I made the Bilbro image, I just kind of figured to... Uh... I don't know why I made it. That's another. That's an image that I made, and I was like, I shouldn't have conjured this into being, but I did. <laughs> so that's I'm very happy that you did. It's one of my um stream alerts when um when somebody follows me on Twitch now. Uh, Alex Trebek says my devil strength grows, and uh, Bill Billbro shows up for a second. No one will ever see that pop up because I don't stream because my mm. internet sucks. But someday. Someday with some, some fancy new uh, Elon Musk internet. You getting the uh, Starlink? Eventually. Hopefully soon. But we'll see. I think we signed up for it, but... The party of adventurers was making their way from having dealt with the drow in the Underdark... Uh, to help the zealot, and we're making the way back down the road towards uh, his fortress in Wardreach. 
However, we're still not quite uh, going to cover what happens next, because I think now is a pretty good time to launch into talking about some of their characters' backstories. But first, I do want to introduce my players and the, their characters real quick. I'm Adam. I play Ark, the High Elven Alchemist Artificer, who hates the Fae. And Kara's up next. Oh, I thought... All right, William Kidsley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys insisted on that, so I go last. Right. Makes sense. Uh, I'm Kara Woodsman from the Grand Shore Tribe. And I am Eugene, the Drow Bard Sorcerer from Trendan. And I'm uh, Billy, the Archfade Seder Warlock from Deep in the Fey Reach. And also we have a bunch of characters who were along for the ride, but we don't have their players here today. We have Billary, the Tiefling Barbarian. We have Ruffy Lee Zarksroar, the Caney Fighter. And we have Givduil, the half-elven Trickery Domain Cleric. At this point, Equitum and Esper hadn't really shown up, so they disappeared. Uh, never to be seen again. Or maybe not. We'll talk about that later. Who would like so to go first? So do you first? guys want me to go first? Go for it. Sure. Go uh, I'll start with my other character I played prior to Ark. Mittens Amberlow. Who... His whole backstory is that he is a noble who was part of a shipping family from that did just that and created these ships that were meant to break this, the strong ice that surrounded the northern area of the continent. Um, he was his main goal along the journey that he tried to go to was to make more connections further inland with his whole shipping company that his family ran, along with adventuring and seeing what the world had to offer. Um, he didn't have all that much other than that for story. He had very little relation to the Fae being from the entire other side of the continent. Um, other than that, I don't think I have that much for him because, yeah, it was the point in the campaign where that my old character got cut and I needed to quickly make one. I'm not too good at that. I think that's Mittens. Anyone else want to go now? I thought we were going alphabetically. Okay. Okay, I was sure I can do two in a row. Thought it was just whoever wanted to go first. Go for it, Adam. Unless anyone has any weird questions for me for Mittens, I'll go I for Ark. I didn't know Mittens was Mittens' family was the ones that made the uh, icebreakers. Yeah, we went through those. Or Chris proposed that after I was. I told him my idea was for his family to be shipping and thought that was cool. Um, as for Ark, he is, he has a lot more to him. He's from a crafting family, a small crafting family in Ustrov, which is a family or a uh, town, sorry, way near the border of the 
Feirich in the ward. Um, most of his life, he kind of spent secluded and just in and around his house, learning the trades of his family and doing alchemy and learning as much as he could about that. Later down the line, when there was an invasion of Ustrav that he took a family heirloom, which was this lockbox with these strange blueprints inside of it, and he had to run because that's what his family wanted him to do, to run and stay alive, keep the bloodline alive. Uh, so through that, he pretty much hated the Fae and made a vow to himself to build whatever the contraption was inside the lockbox, thinking it was something that could help against this war and maybe avenge his family. Uh, I think the, that's the main part about it, unless anyone has any more questions about him. No, that's pretty much what I remember. He hates most of the Fae. We're, you're warming up. He hates most people. True. Yeah. Eh. Mark doesn't eat people. He has shrubs. He has shrubs. And robots. And robots. And limbo. And bags of holding. Mm -hmm. I feel like limbo will just belong to Ark one day. One day? Tomorrow. Now. It just doesn't know it yet. Yep. <laughs> Post campaign's gonna be nice. Uh-huh. Post campaign's gonna be nice. Oh, yeah. I control the world! Yeah, we're all gonna have dimensions we control. Possibly. Sure. I'm sure Ark will share. Maybe. <laughs> we'll share. They already control multiple dimensions. Yeah, don't be fine. Yes. Ark is just gonna make his entire forest just, you know, secluded and very... Yeah. So you're gonna... Not secluded. Put your tribe back into seclusion. And... <laughs> That's backwards thinking. <laughs> Who would have been backwards walking? Who would like to go next? Uh, I heard Cubby say he wanted to go. Fuck off, Graydon. I will, though. I know you will. Alright, uh, Car Woodsman. Uh, kind of the runt of the Cranshore tribe. Not exactly let in on some of their, uh, more uh, non-friendly terms. I'll say it. He's a little simple-minded. Um, biggest thing is he always tried to make friends. And uh, not a big fan of getting betrayed and stuff like that. Which is kind of backwards. Because he... Well, he had a friend, Francis, growing up. And Francis got killed by a dragon. Who I will not divulge into... What dragon, but... And... Kara does not like dragons for that reason, but he's also scarred heavily on half of his face. After leaving the Cranchor tribe on kind of a rite of passage thing, he met Gibduel at the church in Boston and lived with him for a few months. Which, on one hand, yeah, he's... good guy. On the other hand, kind of a weird friend for Kara who likes honesty when Gib's a trickery domain. So, that's pretty much most of the backstory. The tribe itself, 
yeah, he's kind of left with the purpose of become of becoming worthy enough to be a werebear. So that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Not really much else to that. As far as his best friend Francis goes, um, you kind of have to put an asterisk next to the he was killed because it has not been fully established if Francis was actually killed or not. <laughs> no, because we never really... Dis- yeah, I never said he was killed, and I looked back at our text messages and it was like, no, no, apparently he wasn't, and I guess I just didn't mention that that was the intention, but Kara was technically looking for Francis, and we kind of played that into Kara in a childlike mentality refused to admit that he was dead. Yeah, so it, we never had a clear answer on whether or not Francis was dead uh, figured out pre-campaign when we were setting up backstory stuff, but it worked out all right in the end. For a situation yeah, where we didn't know tried. if the, not knowing if a character is alive for a situation like that worked out pretty well, I think. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Looking back, given the context, he's dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No chance. It's just lucky that Kara's still alive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much all of Kara. Gene, I hear you want to go next. Come on, Granger. I was going to, anyways. Um, so Gene is the only one, well, here I think, who grew up in a big city, um, or in a city. Yeah. some characters um, basically he lived a very sheltered life um, but he was also uh, he didn't like rules or following them in any capacity uh, which was not great for his parents who we've met multiple times on our journeys and are very disappointed and impressed that he's still alive. I mean, they're not disappointed that he's alive, but disappointed that he's kind of an idiot. <laughs> I think um, that's a great way to sum up their, uh, <laughs> some of their reactions to what Eugene does, but yeah. yeah. They're glad he's alive, but they are also disappointed that their son came out kind of half-baked. Um, Gene. <laughs> Grew up as a training to be a bard, basically like a bard fighter type, as his parents were a bard and then a fighter. Um, so he kind of was had a foot in each path. Uh, but it didn't turn out very well for the fighter part because that just became he didn't become a lore bard, he became a swords bard. And those are very different. One is intelligent. The other is selfish and never gives away their bardics. Um, yeah. yeah. Could have been a bard bard or you're a, I'm going to stab you, but I'll look pretty well doing it. That's all bards. Any bard with a knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, that most bards would just miss. Big reason. <laughs> Valor bards, dude. Um, big reason that he never became a fighter wasn't because he instead found early, very early in life, that he had a draconic bloodline, a connection to a red gold uh, dragon 
that he had no idea where it came from. But it was there. And that's pretty much as far as I... That's... Oh! One big important thing is his parents were actually part of the uh, Adventurers Guild for the realms. The some of the founders were there, huh? They were like head honchos in it. Um, and one thing that actually, now they um they were very well known and well respected adventurers, and he wanted to grow up to be an adventurer, but he never ended up joining the guild. And once he started adventuring, found out. He has a very powerful distaste and disliking of uh, blood and violence and killing. Uh, so, But he's good at it. He's a very powerful fighter, spellcaster, who refuses to kill because he's a wimp. That's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, so uh, one other, I think, important thing to point about Jean is that um, as part of the growing up as part of the around the adventurers guild is that he basically grew up in that guild hall in a lot of ways yes he spent most of his childhood in the guild hall he didn't have a lot of friends growing up uh other than a weird dog person uh because he was well not even then because he's like a decade older than that dog person yep so his only real friends were the guild uh, members themselves. Yeah, who were like about 20 years older than him at like the on average. So, yeah. Yeah, but he made most of his, spent most of his time in the guild hall, worked there for a while, and eventually worked and performed and where he picked up his entertainer background. Um, mm. But... He decided that he wanted to go on his own adventures, and I guess one of the first quests he decided to do was to escort some idiot prisoner around. Yeah, yeah. That, that turned out well. Well, well enough. Mm. Made like six silver off it, I think. Yeah, something like that. Hey but Nick, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Hey Nick, uh, why don't you tell us about Billy's long and intricate backstory? So, don't forget the Billy's score. backstory. That's Billy's backstory is. Uh, was thrown together very quickly because he was a backup character that I had not prepared anything for other than, hey, it would be fun to have an Archfey Warlock in this uh, campaign because it's like a kind of opposite side, maybe. And that's where... That's all I had when I started. So I threw something together. Pretty much. Starts out as... Uh, he was a child, like, when the... Arch when the Fae Reach started to spread through the material plane, and to stop his village from being entirely destroyed by it, he offered his soul. You know, pretty classic warlock stuff. Uh, and he kind of lived for a while then, but then people in his village started to rebel against the Fae, and so he had to eventually, like, there was, like, combat between the Fae and his people. His people lost, and then he got, like, fully pulled into being an agent for the Fae. For a specific Arch Fae that had his soul and that he had to serve or else bad things would happen to his people. Uh, he was, like, a kid. He was, like, a teenager. 
when that happened. And spent a lot of time, almost a thousand years, just being under the influence of the Fey. And never really leaving the Fey Reach. Uh, until he was tasked with leaving. And, uh, like, entering the ward and stuff. And probably awaiting orders there. And in return, he would eventually get a ritual that could move his village somewhere else. And that was his original intent, was to find a place, do what the Archfey wanted, and then move his village out of the Fey to make sure they wouldn't all be brutally murdered at some point. At this point, his village is like, it's generations down the line, it's a lot of, it's getting to the point where the families are very close together. There's not much extra room in like the uh, what's it called? Breeding pool. So a lot of people are like, have some part, part of elf or human and the only other person in the village that is has lived as long as Billy is his friend that is not really popped up in the campaign at all, who is a grey elf, and then because grey elves in Dungeons and Dragons in the first edition lived like 2,000 years. So it would make sense if there was a grail from this village, he would still be alive if he wasn't murdered already. So there's like one person that Billy knows that is as old as, as old as him and could actually relate to that. And we have not talked to him yet in the campaign. So Billy's just assuming that he's all right and going on with his business. Which, to be fair, this is not bad for what Nick came up with basically on pretty short notice of Rodrimus just died. Yeah. I'm also surprised he's not leaping right into all of Rodrum's backstory stuff. Oh yeah, Rodrum's backstory. There's a good amount there too. God, no. that. So, <laughs> Rodrum I had definitely more work put into it. I don't even know if I have I don't even have any of Rodrum's uh, like backstory written out anymore. That was apparently got deleted at some point. But pretty much he was pretty classic rogue back backstory. He uh, was alone from a young age, uh, had to steal to get by, eventually learned to fight, enjoyed killing because he was a blood elf, became an assassin and a gladiator at some point, uh, killed a lot of people, was good at it, got hired by a crime family, things went bad on a job, he took the fall, Stayed in prison for like a hundred years. That's why he's like a level two when the campaign starts. And he's released into the custody of three random people. Uh, and he was actually supposed to try to turn in the crime family he was originally working for as part of his deal for escaping. Not escaping, but being let out of custody. So he was ready to betray everyone that ever knew him just so he could go free and was generally not a good person as i've said before as everyone will say rodrum is not a good person yeah was not a good person pretty good for the campaign that he's dead i think yeah you never know this is the point where my friends try and figure out what to talk about next chris tell us about your characters well my character let's yeah. see where do i begin um them okay uh, am I talking about Sorry, one of campaign one? 
legitimately a character that I have made or a character or the, all the backstories of all the campaign one and two NPCs. Yes. Yeah. Start with Fizbit. <sighs> okay. Fizbit was a gnome. That's it. That's that's the whole secret of the campaign. That's all you get to that's know fair. about their backstories. Um, let's see what what other juicy details can I share about the characters? There was um, man, I'm having that weird thing where you can't remember any character in particular. Um, like I have literally hundreds of NPCs that I could talk about right now, and I cannot think of one of them. Um, Urban. Kerbin? Uh, Kerbin used to be part of the Adventurer's Guild. Kerbin was the owner of the Gale Peak Inn and the barkeep there, where the adventurers first met. That's where the party kind of started their adventures, was in the Gale Peak Inn, where they met Kerbin. He was a gnome. He had a Kerbin crossbow. Kerbin is a traitor. Kerbin retired. Kerbin he, retired. He was a traitor. He retired. Uh, no, he was a traitor to me. Okay. How is that so? Yeah. Why, though? He almost got me murdered. When? <laughs> I, know, I know what he's talking Ooh, about. You'll have to find out. Yeah. You'll have I, to I know find what he's out. Talking about. That's a teaser. Oh. Some oh. random tavern interesting. people got me murdered. Yep. Um, another interesting thing about Kerbin is that because he was a gnome, I can talk about the lore stuff with gnomes. Because this was a throwaway Ooh. fact that I never mentioned. I oh, don't yeah. Think. I don't think I ever openly mentioned this. Um, the reason there aren't a lot of gnomish NPCs in the campaign uh, is because, basically, in the last couple of years, all the gnomes have had, like, a mass exodus and have left the continent on boats. They've just gone sailing west. That's why there's, like, no gnomes in the campaign. You've met Every two gnomes, and that's why. Adios. That's huh. that's your fun fact. Yeah, all the gnomes left. <laughs> it's not because I dislike gnomes or anything. It's just that's something I wrote into the the lore of the world there was ages ago, and I was just almost like, three gnome characters, and then you became a furbolg. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then there were just right. two. And surely one better. I must bid thy a farewell for the night. I'll catch you guys all later. Well, let's, um, we might as well close things up now because that's basically all, all of our, uh, your guys' backstories. Um, right. Hour and a half. Yeah. Ish. Yeah, something like that. In that case, I'll replant my ass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's do some plugs because, yeah, this was a pretty quick one, but honestly, that's fine every now and then. We're on a bit of a tight schedule. We're busy yeah. people. We promise. We don't just play video games all day and play DD on the weekend. Yeah, we have uh, things that we do. I definitely not hovering my mouse over RimWorld. Mm. I'm not just waiting to uh, finish the podcast, edit it, and then jump back into Binding of Isaac. Uh, anyways, my right. name. Thank you all so much for watching Gruel and playing Skyrim. I'm God be... fucking damn it, Nick! You interrupted the outro. What the fuck? I was talking before you started talking for Fuck me. You. It was at the same time. You you are banned from the podcast for at least one episode. <laughs> it's, right. a, it's a joke. Okay. It's Nick's this episode. Nick yeah. is leaving for a while, so that's a funny joke. <laughs>
that we already talked about. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Thank you all so much for watching. Listen, listening. Fuck. Thank you all so much for listening to Golensha Gathers today, episode four. You can tell we've already given up and barely know what we're doing. Four episodes in. Uh, my name is Chris or Alvzy, and you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, used in that order uh, as Alvzy underscore Sprocket. That is A L V E S I E underscore S P R O C K E T. All the stuff's on YouTube, basically. Occasionally, I announce stuff on Twitter, and then someday I might do a stream or two on Twitch. I probably ought to do one sometime this week just to see how bad my connection is. I might have one of you two along for it, but yeah, that's me. Alphabetical by last name, Nick. Right, yeah, sorry. Um, I have nothing to plug. Goodbye. You don't have anything to plug? You. This is your last time on the podcast for who knows how long. You don't want to talk I, about I don't know about what? I have nothing. I don't do anything. Okay. He's given up his chance to plug. That's Nick. I've never plugged anything. Um Senor Bridges. I don't have anything to plug either. Uh, I don't remember what I plugged last time. Uh I think it was my Reddit. I don't know. If you find me somewhere, have fun. Go ahead. I don't do anything. <laughs> But good luck. As for my plugs, you can rewatch last week's episode all the way from the beginning till the end and find my plug that's at the end. Ooh, we're starting ah, with Scavenger. Clever. Smart. Yeah. I'm going to start leaving coded messages somewhere in each podcast. I have already started. On the 200th episode, I'll reveal the code. The cipher. Uh-huh. The cipher. There's codes that? throughout the entire thing, and then eventually the cipher is released. Chill out. Spoiler alert, the code's in Braille. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. I'm doing sign language this whole time. That's funny shit. I thought you were just having a seizure. <laughs> Can we end this so Cubby leaves? Cubby, you get to plug now. Good idea. I get to plug? Alright, I'm Cub. Uh... If no one's found my uh, iPhone yet, and I'm thankful for that, keep looking if you want. Uh, but I have officially made the Instagram for this, and it's uh, Cara Woodsman. And the channel is uh, Valencia Gathers and Talks. So I'm laugh because we're almost at the end of campaign two, where that becomes. I can change that name. Okay. So, but Valencia Gathers and Talks will just stay for eternity. Yeah, go ahead and see if you can find that one if you want. I do give fair warning. All that gets posted on there is our random bullshit and funny D&D memes. So, good luck D &D with that. Memes. Yes, D&D memes. I was correcting you. What? I don't know. Some of our funny shit. Alright, that's it for me. Cheers. Oh no, guys. I didn't yes. press record. That's good. Really? I didn't press record at the beginning. Really? Oh no. Oh, fuck. Chris, I hope you're joking. <laughs> fuck. I don't think he's joking. Pick it from the top! Good night! I'm, Hello I'm... and good night! My name is Cubby.
I'm pulling you like, good night, everybody.